Welcome to the Wise Crone Cottage Podcast with storyteller Kathy Shimpock. Here we'll meet the crone and uncover her wisdom as found in fairy tales, folk tales, and myths. For it is true that stories, as it is with many people, become better as they grow older. Know that no matter how difficult your journey has been through the magical forest, the wise crone always opens her door to you. In this episode, we'll explore the stories that must be told and what happens when we try to forget them. We'll look at three tales from India. Each one addresses stories that are untold, the need to find a willing audience, and the consequence when they are hidden. Finally, we'll discuss how traditional stories from the oral tradition hold the truth and history that needs to be remembered. As the keepers of stories, we must learn from the tellers of long ago why these stories were used in the past and how they might be essential to the future. A great while ago, when the world was full of wonders. There is a saying among storytellers that the story picks the teller rather than the other way around. As a storyteller, I can confirm that this is true. I must confess that some stories have grabbed me mercilessly, taking over my life and not letting go until they were told again and again. At times, I felt as if I was drowning in a story filled with the people and lands I can only visit in my heart and mind. Perhaps that is why I began the Wise Crone Cottage blog and podcast. There are so many stories that can take hold of you. Once upon a time, the story begins, and in an instant you are transported far, far away. For as long as stories have been told, humans have been captured by them. Some even say human beings are storytelling animals. We communicate in stories, are entertained by stories, and remember stories the best. Their narratives take hold of us just as a dream might. We are reminded of a person, a place, or a situation from our past. We find ourselves identifying with pirates and kings, beggars and wizards that are characters within these stories. Traditional tales also hold the culture of the people. They document their struggles, history, morals, and beliefs. Close your eyes and think back for a minute. What was your favorite story as a child? For my eldest daughter, it was Beauty and the Beast, while for me, it was The Children of Lear. Perhaps your favorite story is a bit more current, The Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Maybe it's found in the imagery of film, Star Wars, for an example. No matter the title, what did you learn from these stories? What is held within you? The idea of good versus evil? The value of community or companionship? The hero's journey? I believe some of my political views were birthed after reading T.H. White's Once in Future King. I wasn't aware of that fact for a long time. 
not until I started to think about the power of story and the ideas within them. I once told the folktale Frau Hola to one of my classes. It is a tale in which the kind girl is rewarded and the unkind girl is punished. The next week, I was approached by one of my students who told me that she had been puzzling over a life issue before she heard the story, but afterwards completely changed her position. It is clear to me that when stories live within us, we receive guidance. They help bring clarity at those times when we are confused or uncertain of what to do. Stories, whether from religion, history, biography, or folklore, can become our North Star. For example, we might be inspired by the life of Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad. The story of her efforts to rescue slaves could spur us toward a life of social justice. Or what if the story of Little Red Riding Hood could remind young women to stay safe and alert from danger? Keeping a story alive within us might be more important than trying to follow a written moral code. If you have a story that big and important within you, it's just got to be told. At least, that's what some have said. But now, a story. Not in my time, not in your time, but in the wise crone's time. All stories in this episode are from the book Folktales from India, edited by A.K. Ramanujan. I will be providing only a summary of these glorious tales. Let's start with a story in search of an audience. It begins with an old woman preparing for a spiritual ritual. She takes a sacred bath and now has a month of Sundays to tell the story of the sun god to another person and offer her sanctified rice. It sounds like a simple task, but it proves to be quite difficult. Everyone is too busy to hear the story. She asks her daughter-in-law who's caring for her children. She asks her son, but he has to work. She asks her grandchildren as they head off to school. She asks the women in the neighborhood, but they're washing their laundry. Busy, busy, busy. Everyone is far too busy to listen to an old woman. Finally, she heads into the village, for she's willing to tell her story to someone, anyone. The old woman goes into every shop and asks the shopkeepers and the customers. She asks everyone who crosses her path, but no one will stop long enough to help her. Throughout the month, she asks and searches for a willing ear, that is, for an audience. But she was ignored and continued to be refused. No one wanted to stop long enough to hear the story. Although she didn't know it, each person who refused her suffered some misfortune, some unexplained bad luck, a sick child, a broken promise, an argument, loss of business. Obviously, they should have stopped to listen. The old woman was disappointed, but she was very patient. 
Finally, she walked through the back streets of the village and found a homeless, pregnant woman who agreed to hear the story. She was poor and hungry and asked to please be fed first. The old woman went home and brought back a sweet pudding for the pregnant woman to eat. She ate it quickly and then immediately fell asleep. What to do? The old woman waited and waited. After a while, she was surprised to hear the unborn child speak out to her. Tell me the story, the child said. Put some rice in my mother's navel, and then tell the story to me. And this is what the old woman did. She told the story to the pregnant woman's belly. In doing so, she was finally able to complete her spiritual ritual. The old woman ended by singing a blessing to the unborn child, wishing it great prosperity. The pregnant woman woke and offered to hear the story, but the old woman said she had already told it to her child. She only asked to be contacted when the baby was born. The story goes on from here, but all I will say is that the baby girl had an incredibly magical and prosperous life. And that is a story for another day. But what happens if we keep the story secret? What if the story we hold inside contains just what the world needs now for healing? Another story from India contains a warning. This cautionary tale is called Untold Stories A poor farmer and his servant were traveling to visit his son. After dinner on the first night, the farmer was asked to tell a story, but he was far too lazy to do it, even though he had four stories within him. While he slept, the servant watched as the stories moved out of his body and began to talk. If he's not going to tell us, one said, let's leave him. He's had plenty of time to share us with someone. We should kill him, the other story said, and move in to someone else. I have an idea, the first story exclaimed. When he reaches his son's house and takes his first bite of dinner, I'll change his food into needles so sharp it will kill him as he swallows them. Oh, if that doesn't work, the second one retorted. I'll turn myself into a large tree. When he goes outside, I will fall and crush him. Well, if that doesn't work, the third chimed in. I'll become a snake and slither up to bite him. The fourth story said, I can become a wave, and when he crosses the river, I will catch him and sweep him away downstream. The farmhand heard it all. The next day, the stories attacked, just as they said they would. Each time, the man's servant protected him from eating needles, from being crushed by a tree, bit by a snake, or washed away down a river. He saved his master, although he certainly didn't deserve it. 
Perhaps that seems a bit extreme. Maybe the punishment is simply too great. The farmer only failed to tell a story after all. That's certainly what the farmer would argue. But I'm not sure the stories would agree. Well, there's one more tale from India for us to review. Perhaps it will give us even more insight. This one is called A Story and a Song. There once was a wife who held within her a story and a song, but she never told her story, and she never sang her song. Not to anyone, not even to herself. That's perhaps the saddest story of all, for each remained imprisoned within her. After a while, the story and song could no longer be contained. They could no longer stand to be choked down and suffocated. They were stuck in her throat so that she could barely speak. One night, when the wife slept, they came out of her mouth and transformed themselves into objects of revenge. They were mad because her story and song were meant to be shared. The story became a pair of men's shoes and set outside the house, while the song became a man's coat that hung on a peg inside. When the wife's husband came home, he saw the shoes and the coat. He jumped to the conclusion that his wife was being unfaithful. In a jealous rage, he ranted, he argued, but his wife could say nothing to reassure him. The man would not listen, no matter what she said. He stamped his foot and slammed the door to his house, leaving in a huff. After a while, he found himself in the temple, where he eventually discovered the truth of what had happened. The husband learned of his wife's story and her song. The next morning, he returned home. He finally asked his wife to tell him her story and sing her song. Perhaps it was the first time he asked for her opinion at all. Sadly, it was a bit too late, for the story and song were long gone and now long forgotten. You may be wondering how I know these old stories, but that is a story for another day. The moral of the story is... There are always stories that need to be remembered, and always stories that need to be told and sung. But we are living in a time of forgetting, willful forgetting. Stories of the Holocaust, stories of lynching and burning crosses, stories of colonization are being forgotten as living witnesses to these events are now few. But even when the stories are told, there are those who fight to silence them. The critics claim the Holocaust never occurred, colonialism didn't take from the Native Americans, and there was no bloodshed in the Jim Crow South. History is being rewritten before our eyes. Who is there to pick up the thread when the elders die? 
Who will now tell the story and who will stop to listen to it? Especially if it might become dangerous to do so. As the old woman discovered in our first story, if the story is important, it is worth searching for that listening ear. It's also worth fighting for the truth in the story. Mel Mermelstein understood the importance of speaking the truth to story. He was a survivor of Auschwitz who took a group of Holocaust deniers to court in the 1980s and won a legal and a moral victory. For you see, the story doesn't end just because you don't like the narrative or just because the characters put your people in a bad light. The story will find a way out, even if it must turn into a pair of men's shoes or become needles in your food. The message is clear. Silence the story at your peril, for it will grow and become a force to reckon with. As Clarissa Pinkola Estes writes in her book, The Gift of Story, The ultimate gift of story is twofold, that at least one soul remains who can tell the story, and that by the recounting of the tale, the greater forces of love, mercy, generosity, and strength are continuously called into being in the world. Where would we be without the diary of Anne Frank, or the journey of the suffragettes? What if we never heard the legends of King Arthur or discovered the unexpected heroine in the folktale Tatterhood? In the tales of A Thousand and One Nights, Scheherazade tells a story a night to an evil sultan. She does so for the survival of all the women in the kingdom. Omar el Akkad explains the importance of this narrative writing. Centuries after her invention, she still reminds us of the power of stories to affirm the lives of the oppressed, the displaced, and the vulnerable. Sometimes stories even hold the secrets of people, coding the tales with messages that can't be spoken aloud. Most often this is done through metaphor, imagery, or fantasy. Sometimes we see it in talking animals. The African slave stories are a good example of this. They shared their stories of empowerment and hope, of trickster rabbits triumphing over dim-witted humans. Perhaps their stories and songs gave them the perseverance they needed. Maya Angelou said it best leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Clarissa Pinkola Estes writes, Stories are traditionally used in many different ways to teach, correct errors, lighten, assist transformation, 
heal wounds, to recreate memory. Their main purpose is to educate and enrich souls and worldly life. Stories come about as a result of one person's or group's terrible and compelling suffering. For the truth is that much of the story comes from travail. Theirs, ours, mine, yours, someone we know, someone we do not know, far away in times and place. And yet, paradoxically, these very stories that rise from deep suffering can provide the most potent medicine for past, present, and future life. As we think about taking books from school libraries and silencing teachers' voices, remember the story will come out no matter what. The question the wise crone asks is, will it be soon enough? Traditionally, the wise crone has been the storyteller, the one who passes on culture and wisdom to the next generation. I too see myself as a keeper of these stories. It's my quest to gather them up and hold them tight until I can find a listener. It's my mission to keep them remembered in a time of forgetting. I'm guessing that some of you are story keepers too. For you see, these stories have answers to the problems we face. So if you are seeking or searching for answers, maybe what you need is as close as a book of fairy tales. This wise crone's advice to you is this. Find the book. Open and read it. Ignore the story's message at your own peril. Now, sleep well. Sleep tight. Tomorrow is another day. The wise crone knows it's time for you to leave. Your journey home takes you back through the forest. It may at times be difficult, but no fear. Her final words to you are, Remember to stay on the path. Do not leave the path no matter what you see or experience. And so it was, and so it is. Thank you for listening. This podcast has been sponsored by Heart Symbol Publishing, where you'll find a wide variety of guided imagery downloads to achieve your goals and enhance your life. This is the storyteller, Kathy Shimpock. This podcast is narrated by Linda Bennett. Music is The Snow Queen by Kevin McLeod at Incompetet.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. Stories by the Brother Grimm are in the public domain. Music